Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Fourteen of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on Wednesday, May 21st, 2014, and my name is Dan Gorman, Thomas Jefferson, philosopher, inventor, president, and keeper of one saucy journal, the, de- the declaration of In My Pants tonight on Six Sad World. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Casey Lyons. Ironic detachment is great. Nothing means anything. My name is Greg Legro. Okay, Candy, I'm sorry. I guess we're not in America. I guess I'm not allowed to pay for sex with pennies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so geez. much to talk about today. Mm. Two of us went and saw the new Godzilla film while one of us stayed at home and watched Godzilla's Revenge in Film Roulette. We will be playing 90210 Oh Yeah Relay and watching more of the first season of 90210 at the end of the episode. Also, we will be playing TV Dad Cage Match and pitting two TV dads against each other in a fight to the death. Who's yes. going to fight at the end of the episode? Uh, George Papadopoulos from yeah. Webster. Uh, <laughs> George of Mam and George. Yeah. <laughs> Going up against uh, Tony Maselli. Awesome. Who might be the boss? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? Might be. Maybe. It's between mm. him and Judith Light. It's okay. anyone's game at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fight to see who's the boss. <laughs> who's the boss? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so. Oh, no. Mona, Angela, Jonathan. <laughs> oh God! Here's the next twenty minutes. I know. Samantha. Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to all that, though, I think we need to check in with the itty bitty tidbit committee. That's right. <laughs> who? Okay. When this came, when that joke first came up, yeah. Uh, was it Casey who made it first? No, it was Greg. That's you I, made I, it. I have to give credit where credits due. Um, I was like, that's funny, and probably won't be a thing. And then when we forced it into a thing, I've started to get like like. Matt Brown on Twitter was like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody, a couple other people had mentioned that it's great. So I was like, oh, <laughs> the yeah, fans like go. it. They Absolutely. Itty bitty tidbit committee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a lot of itty bitty trailer committees <laughs> <laughs> this week. Yeah. Lots of it, really. It doesn't work with everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I try. Um, yeah. Trailers. Oh, bunch three of trailers. trailers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Up to and including three. Sure. 
uh, Guardians of the Galaxy had a new one. Yeah, yeah. they they did trailer like, two. Yeah, trailer two, and yeah. they did uh, a bunch of teasers on Facebook before the release of this one. Yeah, they so really weird that there's that. trailers for trailers now. I like. know, but like they're really doing that big time with this. Yeah. Like they, they there was a teaser trailer for the trailer for the first trailer. Yeah, and there's a teaser trailer for the trailer for the second. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, they're dealing with a totally unknown property, so they have to advertise the fucking hell out of yes. it. Yeah, I think they have a good product. It looks like what they're playing oh with the, the energy and the tone. I feel like they, they wouldn't put this. Well, maybe they would, but yeah. they're putting so much energy into this. Be like, you don't know these characters. So but they're, here's they're, like, they're working really hard on introducing yeah. them. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because so both trailers were kind of like, here's all the names of them. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and they are again them. a little more detail. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it looks great. I Did can't you wait to see this movie. Read the comics, or are you how familiar are you, Greg, with the uh, really vague knowledge? Like okay. Rocket Raccoon, I think was the one I was most familiar with because yeah. he was just such a novelty character that he kind of made his way across into other silly things that you know i really read a lot of the what if series which yeah is, really would blend it you know that's where you'd see a lot of characters or marvel team up and stuff like that um star lord i mean really different in the comics it's very not like what's going on no. in, in the movie but no. great because in the comics like he's this he's fucking star lord who gives a shit you know? <laughs> <laughs> like but what is he is he just like a hero guy yeah he's just he... like an intergalactic hero he, he's not like a dick or anything like, huh no no he doesn't have like a he doesn't have any moxie yeah but, you know, moxie. And, they, and they've changed he's gotten a makeover a ton of times because he's looked so stupid forever <laughs> he does kind of look like how he is in the movie now like the most recent incarnation which is by far the best well that's what i've seen pictures yeah of. that mask okay. is cool he used to have this weird like uh I don't know, like Cobra Commander helmet and stuff. <laughs> Not with the visor, just like the the, the, the Mary Tyler part, Moore yeah. hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really read the comics. They've changed so much, and honestly, this team that's in that is the Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if they were ever fully a team in the comics. Okay. I feel like These they weren't. All... I feel like I heard somewhere yeah, that yeah. this is sort of just called from from yeah. various. They're all popular ones from a bunch of different okay. incarnations yeah. of the comic. Yeah, I didn't which know that. I didn't really read because it. Some Marvel stuff was a little silly and spacey, like mm-hmm. Quasar and shit. I wasn't into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all like Quasar? Uh, I have never heard of it. Yeah, I'm a big Quasar I mean, guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they said Quaaludes. No. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah. Um, I'll let Matt Brown figure that one out yeah. for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he knows what's up. Um, yeah, he knows the this score. Yeah. looks so good. Really so good. entertaining. <laughs> I can't wait for this movie. And all of the classic pop music in the in yeah. the trailers just just only makes me want to see yeah, more. Yeah. I have I, trouble separating uh, "Hooked on a Feeling" by Blue Swede uh, from Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Yeah, so attached to that for yeah. me. But right on, get into it. It yeah. has been you know <laughs> twenty some odd years. So there was a I review somewhere. There, sorry, there was an interview somewhere with uh, with James Gunn where he was talking about all the music and how like connected it is to the story. And I was like, right on. This sounds awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like apparently the mixtape in this new trailer plays like not heavily, but it, there's like songs on that mixtape that have very specific meanings to the. Yeah, like, I'm what's just going glad on. that a mixtape. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He talked. To, yeah, he talked about that too, and in, in trying to like ground it in like a reality that people will be able to relate to, as yeah. watch us watching it yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks really good. Very really good. And, and wait. more stuff from space in this trailer than in the other one. Like actual yeah. like battles. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the effects look amazing. Obviously, I mean, totally. I was gonna. I just. I don't know. I, I just can't wait to see. Like I love Chris Pratt. Think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna be an amazing fucking action guy. Totally. But I just I I have so much faith in in James Gunn. Yeah. Me too. As a director, and even his lesser movies, uh, I've liked. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Um. Yeah, and it's really cool to see him get like this huge yeah. shot. 
you know and, oh yeah and i think he's going to be somebody who, who really has a lot of fun with his mm-hmm. big hollywood career that's coming yeah for sure yeah he, he told me this is a success uh, so, yeah, you know. it how is it not well, going to be know, you never know there's been kind of i mean i can't think of anything specific to back this up but i can remember i can remember when movies were going to come out that were of this size where i was like there's no way that won't make money and then they were like pacific rim wasn't a huge yeah totally that looked like it was going to own the world exactly well they're still making a sequel aren't they Uh, maybe because it wasn't Uh, a huge it didn't have huge returns yeah you know Man of Steel didn't have huge returns. It did have huge robots, though. It did have huge robots. <laughs> Those are kind of like returns. Start with the same letter. <laughs> Huger, and then we just we trailed off. <laughs> oh, return of bots. Yeah. <laughs> All right, they're very good. Return of bots. Recycle When you kill return of bots, you think they're dead, and then no, they come they back. They return. They come back. Yeah. yeah. No, I in the same uh, interview with James Gunn, he was talking about how, like, when he first was sort of, like, approached to maybe be in talks about it, he went and, like, wrote this, like, five page not like a treatment but just like here's what i would do if i was gonna make this movie and that like really impressed them that he just wrote just like spewed all of his ideas onto paper and, right. and then eventually they whittled it down and he was the one that won yeah. which is really cool good good yeah i think you have this is a risky move making this movie on a large scale and i think you have to if you're gonna yeah. you've got to go get, get a risky director you know, yeah who's totally gonna kind of maverick it you know? yeah. yeah or at least who's re- not gonna be afraid of doing anything because this is such a wide open genre. yeah 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 and he's Spectacle. but and he's, i think i think his co- uh, comedic sensibilities yeah. will serve this movie really well yeah. totally i was gonna say like you can't i don't feel like i mean i don't know a lot about guardians of the galaxy but i feel like you can't make a guardians of the galaxy movie that would be sort of like bland and would just yeah. kind of like fade in and not have something about it that would grab people because yeah, no, not it, a lot of people know it right you know yeah. what i mean like there has to be some sort of like oh it's funny this time or there's like a oddball sort of cat mis- miscast like hero vibe or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, ha- yeah. having the humor and i think is necessary to yeah. sell something like this otherwise. yeah yeah totally. for sure you know? yeah I'm really and having excited. people like you know chris pratt and peter serafinowitz as well mm-hmm. um just really like and uh, John C. Riley as well, like yeah. Which yeah, yeah. it's weird to see him in a superhero movie, but I think he's gonna be awesome. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. sweet. What other trailers did we watch? Oh, we're staying in space. We saw Interstellar. Are we staying in space? Yeah, we're staying in space. We're, st- oh, we're recording this from space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you are. You your chair is in a different place, Greg. I know. I moved. It's fucking exploding my mind. <laughs> it's, well, I was trapped by the old microphone over there, and I'm always yeah, looking at Greg's Dan on Norman's a new mic, back, and now I can see everyone. Yeah. 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 I don't like it. All right. Change it back. You move further that way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let's talk more <laughs> about Pretty the geographic sure nature of our recording space. He sounds like he's in a different place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Interstellar from Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you don't know that name and the movie's attached, I don't know what you're doing you're listening, listening to, to us. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about a Marvel property for a little while. What are you doing? Um, obviously, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Prestige, Batman Begins, Memento, everything. Yeah. Fuck, man. Prestige Memento. is so good. Um, <laughs> All of his movies are good. Yeah. So okay, what did Insomnia? you guys, Go see Insomnia. When we watched this before we recorded, did you had was this the first time both of you had seen that trailer? Yes. Mm. I saw okay. the I saw the original thing where it was just Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. sitting in a truck. Yeah. Um, and Which I'm was the sold. original title? Yeah, for the I was movie. sold. Another <laughs> guy sitting in a truck. I like that K-I-S-S-I-N-G. trailer too. I this is with a bunch of stock footage of you know flight and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, amazing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, boy, this movie looks really good. <laughs> looks so good. I'm, I just, I cannot wait for November. Yeah, that trailer is really effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I don't just, know. Really? Like, I think it looks like it's gonna be good. Uh, but I feel like I, I was kind of like, okay. Huh? Do you know like the plot of the movie? 
Yeah, they gotta go to space. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta go to space. Um, Are you like eight year old? <laughs> eight years old all of a sudden? Eight year old McConaughey. Yeah. Um, um, uh, according to this write up here, it is based on scientific theories uh, by an astrophysicist, and it follows a group of explorers who make use of a newly discovered wormhole to surpass the limitations on human space travel and conquer yeah. the vast distances involved in an interstellar voyage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that uh, that's all evident from the trailer. Yeah, yeah. You get um, you get the sense to that at the end when they're traveling through what I'm assuming is the interstellar space and it's kind of all warping. Holy shit, is that going to look amazing on the big screen? Like, it looked great on this monitor. I can't even imagine. And I like, this is a trailer, this is the kind of trailer I like where it's not showing me too much. It's showing showing me everything I'm probably going to see in the first, like, 20-30 minutes of the movie. And then not beyond. Like it, this, a trailer is supposed to hook you and make you want to go see the movie. So I'm right. hooked and I want to go see it. Yeah. I don't even want to see another trailer before yeah. November. Like right. this, is, this is good mm-hmm. enough for me. I want. I'm interested. You got me. I'll go. Don't do- show me the whole fucking movie. <laughs> in the trailer, yeah. please. Why? Why <laughs> are you yelling that. at me? I, I, I never, I've never Casey, even made a trailer. Casey, this is how loud I talk. <laughs> I'm just in a different place, and now it feels oh, like I'm yelling. Oh, okay, at you. so it's yeah. like amplified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, he thinks he thinks you're gonna spoil it for yeah. him. <laughs> I well, I'm going to make a trailer for this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna do it like uh, a be kind rewind style trailer yeah, in your yeah, basement with like cardboard and yeah. No, I I do think it really looks good. I just feel like. Based on it being a Christopher Nolan thing, that that's why I feel like it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a good trailer. Like I don't know. I'm so not if you thought, on if you think anything, you saw that trailer and you didn't know that it was Christopher Nolan, would you I have f- a different? I kind of feel like I'd be like, uh, all right, well that looks like it could be something. I mean, it's it, the emotional stuff in the trailer is pretty cheesy, but it worked on me. Yeah. Like yeah. When, worked on me too. Like that. Like when he's the, when they cut back to him and the daughter a second time and she's crying, he's saying, yeah. "I'm going to come back." After you already see shots of him in space, I was like, "Oh boy." Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's one thing that I like. Like I d- I'm myself don't have human emotions so okay. it did work on yeah, me yeah. but um but i i liked that you they cried showed- a bicentennial man yeah. <laughs> cry like a baby when you see this movie a <laughs> great every time great anyone call. leaves a room he was when a is he robot? Coming when's he coming back that's why you cr- <laughs> that's why you cried in bicentennial man when you realized he was a robot, he was a robot. <laughs> he's like, like me <laughs> <laughs> i thought he was a human i'm not alone anymore <laughs> um casey robot uh, no, I but I liked I liked that they showed sort of uh, um, emotional connections between the characters. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, in the trailer, in Bicentennial Man. <laughs> yeah, they did. It was no, no, yeah. Layered. I think uh, I think both of those trailers are just uh, for for full length trailers are just really really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's something about I mean the the joy of watching like a really good trailer that gets you excited. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, both of those did that for me. Like yeah. when I was when I finished because I had seen them both before and I watched them a second time before we recorded today with you guys and I had that sort of like right guys moment <laughs> that you get from a great trailer when yeah, you want to yeah, like, yeah. look at your friends and be like fuck right yeah, like right holy now, yeah. shit totally totally. <laughs> Well, I, I got that. Are we done with this? Yeah. Uh, I did get that from the next trailer. Yes. Foxcatcher. Oh, Foxcatcher. Which was supposed to come out a year ago, yeah. and they pushed it back a year, and is just now playing Cannes. Mm-hmm. Cannes Film Festival. Um, and holy shit. Cannes. Cannes. Yeah. Cannes. I think it can. Can yeah, Con. can too. I think it can do whatever it wants. <laughs> yeah. Um, it puts its mind to it. Foxcatcher, directed by uh, the director, Benet Miller, who made Capote, Moneyball, uh, yep. Both of which I have not seen. No, they're both oh, good seriously? movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're both fantastic movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is the true story of Olympic wrestling champion brothers Mark Schultz and Dave Schultz, played by Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo, and their relationship with an eccentric John DuPont, played by Steve Carell, 
uh, that led to a gruesome murder. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like a one-minute trailer, one-minute, yeah. five seconds, and uh, fuck does it work. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I feel like uh, uh, Steve Carell should be nominated just for the trailer. Yeah, yeah. I hope this is the ne- – uh, no more crappy – Romantic comedies from Steve Carell. There have been mm-hmm. so many fucking bad ones. I'm so sick of watching his career yeah. just yeah. squander. He's such a talented guy. I like him so much. But bad movie after bad movie after really bad movie. Yeah. And he and, pulled it around with the way, way yeah, back. Yeah, way, way back. I'm like, oh, well, you can fucking act. Do that. Stop yeah. fucking pumping out Hollywood machine fucking terrible, terrible romantic comedies. Dan in real life. Yeah. Ugh. Dan sleeps on pancakes yeah. and shoots a wrestler. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These pancakes were terrible. <laughs> I am not well rested at all. I blame a wrestler. <laughs> I'm going to find the man who made them for me. Listen, when you can't sleep on pancakes, <laughs> he goes nuts. Yeah. When man can't sleep on pancakes. <laughs> oh, man. We've turned this into something funny. <laughs> we turned this thoroughly bleak trailer into yeah. hilarious uh, comedy. Yeah. We're that. Well, good. it's just, it's like, it's. It's like I said. It's one minute. It gives you everything that you need, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it set it sets up the story in just a without really like laying it out there for you. I mean, it doesn't really tell you too much other than that he's Channing Tatum's uh, um, coach. Yeah. I mean, they don't really tell you in the trailer that uh, Mark Ruffalo is Channing Tatum's brother or anything. No, yeah. no. But and but it's, it's all a true story. So yeah. anybody can look this thing up and find out what happened on Wikipedia. Totally. Oh yeah. Obviously, this is the, the direction looks fantastic. The yeah. Uh, Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell looks fucking. This is what you want to go see. Yeah. Are these performances? These are yeah. Yeah. These, uh, character pieces. Just the way Steve Carell walks the, around in oh, the yeah. trailer, and, and especially his neck looks weird. He's <laughs> yeah. doing some good neck acting. Yeah, <laughs> he's like hunched up, right? And yeah. He has the accent, and and you see his him walking like that earlier, and then the final shot of the trailer. Spoiler alert for the trailer yeah. uh, <laughs> is that he walks into uh, a gym with a gun. But I mean, yeah. the way that he walks in, for you don't see his face from behind, and he has that sort of hunch again. Yeah. is almost like you see it now in a second light the way yeah. that he's walking you're like i got fucking chills yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, oh, what a yeah his character is, is uh seems super creepy yeah and you know old channy tates looks pretty good in this thing yeah, too. He, he's yeah, more yeah, more you know, i'm fucking loving this guy yeah, yeah he's making he's great choices and yeah. the, the, the work is good the yeah. 21 the jump street part. thing was a really smart thing for well him that's what do. turned me around on him I'm like well fuck he's actually funny well like, exactly like but like i think that you know he does one thing where he's you know like the heartthrob kind of guy yeah and then and then do anything else just to show your range kind of thing and he shows yeah. that he is genuinely funny yeah the, and and again this is another great step in his career uh, supposedly i haven't seen yeah. the movie yet but yeah, we'll see what goes on with him yeah i feel i feel like he'll be uh, mm-hmm. uh he'll be around for a while yeah totally uh so that's it for trailers did you guys want to talk about some music yeah let's get into that let's take a little break from movies yeah <laughs> yeah uh, we go on and on on this show. Uh, for those of you who don't know us personally or uh, live in Toronto, don't know what the hell we're talking about. When we're always talking about the best band in the city, our, Champion Lover. Yeah, our show has has a very very much a favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, after countless times seeing them live, they finally recorded an album, and it's out. Yeah, yeah, Champion Lover, uh, self titled. Yeah, and I haven't listened to anything else since. Oh no, me either. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, other than podcasts, all I listen to is the new Champion Lover album. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I've been so str- ever since it, ever since it went up on Bandcamp. I've been listening to it through the week at work. Yeah, yeah totally. Just really, 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 really great. <laughs> we uh, we're all fortunate enough to be to be good friends with the band. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we've all been around for um, the recording process and mm-hmm. like, which has been a long process. Yep. Because um, these are like, you know, music obsessed fucking musicians. Yeah. So uh, so they've been like painstakingly trying to get it right, and then and and. 
sometimes when that happens, an album can just get overbaked, and yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like ah oh, yeah, but. That's exactly so what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> this album sucks. <laughs> no, it's just it's it. This album is so clear it's and great. concise in what it wants. Well, to Well, they do, smartly so, backed away. They did. They recorded everything they could possibly record, and yeah. then they handed it over, and they got out away from yeah. the yeah. production side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they handed it over to Chris Sampson, yeah. who is a fucking genius. Absolutely. Um, yeah, if, it's. I, if it's, I was to explain, like, describe the sound, yeah, go ahead. I, I find I, I keep coming back to disappears as a <clears throat> yeah. as sort of like a, a touch point because yeah, it has that kind sure. of crot rock meets pop sound. Mm-hmm. I call, like I like to call it crot pop, crot <laughs> pop. <laughs> like it does have that sort of like because the songs aren't long. I got a no, bad no. piece of crot pop. Yeah, the songs aren't long or anything, but they do have that kind of like they click along. I yeah. mean, the drumming's incredible, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. but I mean, they do have sort of like pop melodic hooks, yeah. but in in sort of a like like crot sort of drone aesthetic yeah. it's noise it's, rock it's, aesthetic yeah it, absolutely it's, it is like the dirtiest pretty music i've yeah. ever heard yeah <laughs> you know it just uh, i don't know what a what a great record i like every yeah. fucking song every, every song. song is good uh, like and and the progression of the album is amazing too. Yeah, it does have a, a total journey to it, which is yeah. great. But it doesn't uh, like it doesn't sound like disappears. It just it just sort no. of shares. You can hear DNA. that in there. Is yeah, like, no. there's I can hear some cloud nothings. In oh, there. totally. Um, I can hear some like late eighties Nirvana. Yeah. Oh yeah, too, yeah. There's there's definitely like old Nirvana in there. Uh, they the they as a band listen to a band called uh, Bass Drum of Death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot, and I can hear I can hear a lot of that in there yeah. as well. But yet they sound like a totally they unique. sound totally. Like champion lover, yeah, dudes. This album is so fucking good. And so the reason we're bringing it up, be like, yeah, yeah, it's because you can go listen to it. Yeah, uh, you can go to champion lover lover dot ca mm-hmm. uh, where you can listen to the album, stream it, or download it, which you should. Yeah, yeah guys, spend, give, them, a give them your spend money. Seven dollars on an album, people. Yeah, <laughs> and this yeah. album, this it's for my money one of the best albums of the year. I bet. Oh yeah, um, without question. <laughs> without being hyperbolic. Yeah, and we're gonna play. A song from the album at the end yeah, of this episode. Yeah, the end of the show. Yeah. We'll do half the work for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So at the end of the Just episode... Get off your idiot yeah. ass and fucking... Yeah, yeah, at the end of the episode when you either forgot that we talked about it or <laughs> skipped over it because you were like, music, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> when, the, when the song plays and you're like, oh, this is fucking awesome, what is it? You should just go to championlover.ca. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to play and a track one from it. the album just because yeah. we couldn't pick one. Yeah. <laughs> and it grabs you on that first yeah. track for sure. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Sweet. All right. Um, do we have anything else for? Yeah, this I or? want to talk about a movie with you, Dan Gorman. Okay. Yeah. What uh, What movie did you? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I can see hey, remember, where this is going. Remember uh, the podcast we do? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So you watched RoboCop? Is no, no, okay. not at all. Oh, no, right. I, I rewatched because you found sorry for your first okay. time. Okay, because I, I remember yesterday, last week, you were like, "I think I'm going to go watch RoboCop." And then yeah. I the way that you said oh, that, you I was didn't? like, "Oh boy." Yeah, yeah. I did not watch RoboCop okay. yet. Instead, I watched a bunch of Godzilla movies, mm-hmm. and I rewatched The Hidden. Yes, so because you just saw that. For your I first watched time. it on Friday with a couple friends. Uh, popped in the old VHS of The Hidden because yeah. we had just watched this weird made-for-TV movie called Assassin that was like a Terminator RoboCop ripoff that was really pretty boring. A TV movie. Yeah, and I was like, well... I have this movie called The Hidden that's really underrated and it really clicks from what I remember along at a great Oh, it pace. wasn't your first watch of it. No, I'd seen yeah, this okay. before. Yeah, um, I, Last time I saw it, I think I was in college. Yeah, it had been years. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. And then before that on like City TV when I was a kid. Totally. Yeah. So I was like, we should check this out. I remember it being really, really great yeah. and uh, I remember being really sort of not boring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to load it up here on IMDb. Yeah. This is from 1987 with Kyle MacLachlan. Yep. Uh, directed by Jack Shoulder who did Reve- uh, Fred Freddy's Revenge, the second. Yeah, yeah, Nightmare 2. Yeah. 
Um, so this was kind of a sleeper hit for New Line when it came out. Yeah. Because it actually got really good reviews. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it sits got, at seven on IMDb. Yeah. And it got point, like two so. thumbs up from... Fuck yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. It's awesome. Yeah. I love <laughs> this movie. So the story of this movie is basically there's this alien... Oh, the, the IMDb write-up is horrible. I won't read it, yeah. <laughs> so, it's so bad. I don't know what's going on. It's, it's Oh, not, I did. I was actually laughing not, about that when we were watching it's it. It's not grammatically correct. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read it now that yeah, I remember. Yeah, read it, read it, read it, read it. Okay, so the... IMDb says this movie, uh, here's the description, an alien is on the run in America. It kills everything and uses the body to hide itself. The alien has one goal in life, power. Hotly pursued by alien, lots of innocent people die in the chase, <laughs> says Dan Gorman, age 16. <laughs> I was going to say Russian Dan Gorman, age 16. <laughs> um, but basically it's about this. There's a series of murders in L.A. and mm. uh, they they are seemingly unconnected uh, at the time. And uh, Kyle McLaughlin plays... Uh, isn't and all, that? all committed by uh, people who have never had never. A, a criminal record of any kind. Yeah. Yeah. So really bizarre. And yeah. Kyle McLaughlin is he claimed to be an FBI agent. Yeah, FBI agent who's uh, come in to uh, work on the case. And with he uh, hooks uh, up with Michael Murray, who is yeah. the local like hotshot detective. Yeah, who, so Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Murray. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. that? Um, uh, Ed O'Ross is in it. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, people would know him either from uh, he's the bad guy in Red Heat. Or uh, he's the uh, Russian uh, florist from Six mm-hmm. Feet Under. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's such, such a great actor. Great yeah. character actor. So, I mean, this movie plays with a lot of sort of like familiar to the genre, I mean, of horror and action tropes. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this fucking movie starts. Yeah. And it is just from the beginning of this movie to the end, it is a fucking wild, yeah, it insane. It doesn't let up at any point. Ride of just yeah. like it. I was really tired and I'd had a, a beer or two by the end of it. And I was like, this movie just has everything I want. Yeah. Like <laughs> every time something like a car blew up or an yeah, alien, yeah. like because he's an alien, you can switch bodies, not to spoil it. It comes yeah, up yeah. pretty early. Oh, yeah. But like, so every time like a gross alien transformation happened or like something blew up or yeah. they were having a car chase and they had the classic guys with the, with the glass walking in thing. I was just like, yeah. everything I want is in yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah. And it's well written and it's well acted. And it's funny. And the direction is good. Yeah. Because uh, Jack Holder, who directed it, Nightmare 2 was his first uh, yeah. job directing. Because everything, I just watched uh, Never Sleep Again. Yeah. Oh, cool. As well. so Did you watch really, the whole thing? I watched the whole thing. Nice. Which was really great to ha- to see this right after because uh, it is, it's the same, uh, it's Bob yeah. Shea. You got a lot of uh, new line regulars in there. Yeah. Clue Gulliger is in hey. it because he was in Nightmare Two. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's like they took the, uh, everything after Wes Craven was a first time director. Yeah, right. Until New Nightmare when Wes Craven came back, and they really took a shot at some people who could work pretty well. Yeah, as weird as Nightmare Two is, he turned out to be a pretty good director. Totally this is a great movie. And then you've got you know Rennie Harlan. They discovered him. Right. Say what you want about him, but he's had quite a career. Yeah, right. you know. And uh, at the time, he was an interesting. Well, director. what I want to say about him is that he's had quite a career. (laughs) Like at the time when they got Rennie Harlan, he had this movie called The Prison and he he was like they were bringing him over and he kind of had this wild visual style. So like you can see why it would take these sort of weird chances. Yeah. Yeah. And, also, then, and you know, guilty. clearly they groomed him for Ford Fairlane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all said, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and but, the world said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, The Hidden is uh, one hell of a movie. Though. Totally. Oh, man. And, and, and it's really cool to see, like, this guy. I, I really love that this movie got great reviews at the yeah. time. Like, it, like, people did sit up and, and critically say, like, no, this is really, like, for a B picture yeah. about an alien in L.A. and stuff. Like, this is actually really good. Yeah, really, um, really it's great. It's super fun. Yeah. If you Sweet. haven't seen The Hidden, you've got to see it. I, I love Kyle McLaughlin. I watch him in almost anything. Yep. And he works you well said, as an uh, alien. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You said uh, gross alien transformation, and I was like, yeah, I got to see this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like, immediately you should see that. Everybody should check this movie out. It's, mm-hmm. uh, if you're a fan of, yeah, action, horror, science fiction, whatever the fuck, if you like any of those or all of them. Yeah. Like, if you like awesome movie. shit like explosions yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well Definitely. I like awesome shit. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Sweet, so sweet movie. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Uh, Jeez. I'm good. Jeez, Dan. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is it is the itty bitty tidbit is committee this, yeah. bag closing? Casey, did you see anything you wanted to talk about? Uh, I haven't really been seeing anything. The weather's been getting so nice that I've just been going out and embracing life. Yeah, what'd you see out there, buddy? Oh, I what saw a tree. Which, oh yeah, I saw a squirrel. Uh, and then I went home. <laughs> I got scared. <laughs> <laughs> a squirrel. It, it, it was a pretty big squirrel. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've I've literally just been uh, uh, watching Bob's Burgers and falling asleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did. Uh, other than the, oh, yeah, I watched a bunch of Godzilla movies this week just to get geared up for. Yeah, this will this will segue. Yeah, us I'll get into that nicely uh, in our uh, film roulette. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. I watched Does a bunch it... of uh, Godzilla movies all at once. But oh. I'll talk about that. <laughs> should, should we get into it then? Yeah, let's get. All into right, it. let's go. Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and two winners get to go see a movie in theaters. Uh, This week we picked the new film Godzilla, the newest uh, 2014 Godzilla. Greg and I went and saw that. Casey stayed at home and watched Godzilla's Revenge, widely regarded as maybe one of the worst of the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the loser Godzilla gets... Godzilla movie. <laughs> the, the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last week I was the loser and I gave these guys the alien-themed maybe Flock of Seagulls. <laughs> uh, and then we were roll for what we're going to see next week and that is how we play the game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... All right, let's. We're okay. So you watched a bunch of Godzilla movies. I did. Yeah. So let's. What? What? Uh. What did you? What do you think? Because you you're a big Godzilla fan. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. Godzilla movies. So this was like a revisiting of a bunch. It of was. Them. But I wa- you hate King Kong. Uh, I don't hate King Kong. Just give them known the- King Kong hater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love the 1933 movie, and I liked uh, the current one as well. Mm-hmm. Or not current, but you know. Did Did you uh, watch the original Godzilla before going to see this? Uh, what the 19 19- like, like recent. Like the, the the very yeah. first one? No, I okay. didn't rewatch that. Um, I, I I went for the stuff that I really loved. I mean that the first one is amazing. Yeah, with uh, the Raymond Burr one. Uh, really, really good. It's. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> okay. I just pictured Raymond Burr playing Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great one. Um, but yeah, I watched uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Oh, sweet! Uh, yeah, it is sweet. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah from 1991, nice. which is the the silliest fast running robot that's ever been in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I implore you to look for the fast-running robot on YouTube oh. from Godzilla 1991. It's not hard to find. He's the smuggest. The smirking robot. Yeah. <laughs> I saw. I haven't seen it. I saw a clip of it. <clears throat> it makes me uncomfortable, yeah. the way that robot runs. Yeah. 
Uh, hey, you guys, uh, you guys are seeing this, right? <laughs> I'm just a running robot, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I love these movies. They're so bizarre and fun, and they have such a weird life to them, depending on what era you're watching. Yeah. Where either Godzilla does goofy dancing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or it gets out of control with the way he fights, or there's so many monsters. Yeah, there's the a more lot monsters of, the better. There's a lot of different like. Um, phases to the yeah, whole. Yeah. I feel yeah. like when you read articles about it, they kind of treat it as if it was just the one big long running thing. But like no, they no. went through, like they went, they turned into kids movies. Oh, they, like yeah, they yeah. had all these different sort of like segments of yeah. of, of a and series. It took a while, but like there, it was a slow transition to him being the anti-hero yeah. that he became. Uh, and then they got rid of that, you know, and they went back to him just coming to terrorize. You know? Yeah, kind of flops around what he is to the people. Yeah, which I guess arguably um, the former comes back in the new film because right. this movie is very much a Godzilla movie where he is not a uh, monster just showing up to terrorizing. It's a lot like the other ones where it's like these monsters are here and they're fighting, and yeah. now Godzilla's going to sort it out. I, yeah, I feel like from what I understand from the trailer. Uh, he's sort of like an incidental hero. Interesting. Does that make sense? Uh, well, let's... Okay, so no. if you did, don't know, this uh, movie is directed by Gareth Edwards, yep. uh, who did Monsters previously, yeah. which you guys have seen. awesome. Yeah, yeah great um, movie. And IMDb describes the 2014 Godzilla as the world's most famous monster is pitted against malevolent creatures who, bolstered by humanity's scientific arrogance, threaten our very existence. Yeah. Um, starring Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Elizabeth Olsen, Brian Cranston, a whole bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You having going in, having gone into this, seeing uh, a, a bunch of Godzilla movies fresh, did, yeah. or did you watch them after? Oh, before. Okay. But I wasn't expecting them to be like no the Toho series or something no. like that because that's a totally different vibe. Yeah, and just, you know, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be those. Yeah. So go, so going in as the bigger fan of the series yeah. between the two of us, what what were you? Uh, what do you think? What? Uh, how should we talk? I think he. Well, okay. I'll talk about it like this. Like the, the, one of the main problems with Godzilla '98 was that he wasn't Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's much smaller. Doesn't look anything like him. Yeah. You know, uh, it just was all wrong. It wasn't yeah, it was a Godzilla just like, let's movie. Just use it was the a name giant, and yeah, exactly. Make a big dinosaur. So Godzilla looks right. They got. They nailed that. The monsters yeah. look great. The CGI in this movie is fucking unbelievable. Totally, yeah. and it's a really shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think yeah. it's really shitty, but I do. I did kind of walk out thinking it wasn't as great as I expected, but I do overall really like it. I, think. I, I, I didn't. Yeah, like, it takes so fucking long to see anything. Yeah, and you never let you aren't on any of the monster action long enough to really absorb it or really have iconic moments of yeah. how, how it looks. You spend so much time with this flat fucking acting with this terrible script that I just couldn't give a shit. I yeah. was like, I'm waiting for the movie to end, which is yeah. balls. I've seen a lot of... Uh Sort of, I feel like that there's been a lot of interesting response to it. I do yeah. think that that's like a valid sort of because it is kind of like the movie sets you up with all these human characters, which yeah. you know don't really break the boilerplate blockbuster sort of uh, standard template of the kind of characters that you see in this movie, mm. and then it does kind of drop them. Yeah, but I kind of I kind of felt like it did that on purpose. I feel like the whole it's kind of the point of the movie, but it is also kind of I alienating mean, to the to the audience a little audience. bit. I feel like they were trying to do like a Hitchcock fucking pass the baton on your lead. You know, and sneak it in there. Mm-hmm. Like you think it's this, but oh no, it's this, yeah. and uh, totally fumbled it. Yeah, it's like, the, and then just like all the charisma of the only like reasonable acting is in the first half of the movie. Then those people are gone. Mm. Uh, sorry, spoiler right now. Give yourself uh. a few seconds. It's not that big of a deal, but if don't get mad at me. Brian Cranston is not the lead of this movie. Yeah. Uh, he's in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, well, at least like the first hour. It's uh, quite he, he gets pretty deep into the half movie. hour, forty minutes. Uh, it's more than half. I, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, 
I, yeah, I was really disappointed. Yeah. Really disappointed. Again, I, I, the monsters look great. When you do see them fighting, awesome. But, I mean, in a two-hour movie, there's, like, maybe yeah. a half an hour of it. Yeah. Maybe. I, I thought... Uh, what? Sorry. I, I guess, um, like, because you said that off the top, and, and um, that's sort of what I liked about Monsters. Yeah, but it had first movie. good acting uh, and a good script. Right. This does not have those things. So this, this basically <laughs> just... Just sort of like plods along, waiting for something to happen. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't know. even like build its characters find, or anything. I don't no, know if I would th- use there is the word no plot. character arc whatsoever. Oh, yeah. There's characters that do not have arcs, but I think that it, I I think it's an artistic choice. I think there's a real. I think this movie is doing really interesting things within the template of blockbuster uh, movie making. Yeah. But they are very like you will either latch on to this as something that you find interesting about the film or you will be like, I'm not, no, that's yeah. not, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like the fact that there's no character arcs on some characters is going to be a big problem for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, like, and, and, and central characters. Yeah. <laughs> like, just so fucking boring and cliched yeah. shit, like, oh, he's the bomb expert soldier and his wife's a, a nurse at home who just ee, yeah. waits and cowers for him to come back. Like, give me a fucking, yeah. give me a fucking uh, break. Elizabeth Olsen d- does not have much to do here and that was a really, uh, that was yeah. really saddening for me because she's such a great actress. Yeah. Um, Actually, act circles around fucking Taylor. Whatever. I don't know. There was the, some Taylor of the Taylor. earlier <laughs> scenes. I liked him. <laughs> there were some. I like. I don't think he's great overall. But I was, liked him in Kick Ass. But he was fucking. Uh, I thought when his early in this movie, his early <laughs> scenes with uh, Brian Cranston when when he has to go to Tokyo to meet up with him because yeah. Brian Cranston's getting into some shit. I thought there was some good acting in that scene from him. Uh, well, yeah, maybe when he has a great actor like Brian Cranston <laughs> to bounce off of, but then when he's supposed to be just like your. You follow this yeah. guy. This is your window to this world, and it's yeah. just like he's staring back at you, like I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't mind. I thought that there's. I mean, there is a lot of problems with the movie. I came out of it thinking, like, wow, I didn't like that as much as I thought. There is a yeah. lot of sort of cheesy garbage, expo- like uh, oh, yeah. expo- expository of- dialogue and stuff. But I thought, um, I think that it cribs a lot from Jurassic Park, which is not, oh, yeah. not there, a bad way to go about. There's aping of Spielberg yeah. going on all over the place in this movie. And I thought that when it did sort of get to the end and the focus shifted from the human characters to the monster, uh, Godzilla, and and because, I mean, those other monsters do drive the plot for the first they like, do. hour of like, the film. The story is there. It's completely there. The effects are there. They yeah. got the look right. This guy knows how to make a movie. But the script doesn't have any dialogue of any interest. There's not a memorable line in the bunch. And you don't have actors who are given anything to do other than stare at something that isn't there. Yeah. And they don't. no one rises up. Nobody really runs at anything with the yeah. performance. So there's nothing to care about or remember yeah. from the mo- rest of the movie totally. that isn't the monsters, which you don't see very much. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but I think pain. yeah. To that point, I do think it the movie... It doesn't suck. It just isn't yeah. very good. Yeah. I, uh, uh, it, is, it is sort of like about I think that's like like again I think that's an artistic choice I think the idea that like nobody in this movie I read an article where they did list like here's the things that people do in this movie none of them are helpful none of them do no, the anything humans are totally to, incidental to what happens yeah but I think that which that is fine I liked aspects of that because I felt like it was about like we are powerless against these fucking crazy monsters and the only thing that's gonna like end up driving any of this plot is the fact that Godzilla is going to show up yeah. and sort of sort it all out and we're basically going to be like holy shit like that's fucking good thing that happened you know what yeah. I mean like it's it's about us not being in control of, of anything yeah. and I like that idea but yeah, right. I do see how it's but like at the same time they're going to have this huge idea about like the incidental nature of humans and like the the, the, the the human story that's going on in it why when all of this is happening do we not see a world leader anywhere or any other contingent of military personnel except for like 
six guys from the American army. <laughs> it's like, that's the only people who have interest in this. Yeah. You know, like I did, like if it's going to have so much focus on are the, you know, if it's having a message about humanity or anything, like show some of it, mm. so not it, just these same fucking actors who are phoning at the fuck in, you know, <laughs> it, it, t- it takes place in Japan. It so, takes place in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does a lot of just Which Hawaii. I, that, oh, that's great, around. too, that we're moving around the world and we aren't keeping it. I was like, oh, good. It's not going to be this American. Nope. I'm sorry. Never mind. <laughs> it is fully American centric. It just. They, but they, they demand that of their movies. Yeah, fine. The fine. Public. But then, you know, give me a, you know, St. Crispin's Day speech. Give me something to fucking <laughs> latch on to or to give a fuck about anybody's life because yeah. I don't care. Yeah. You know. Uh, and yeah, that makes you cheer for the monster more. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're all here to see Godzilla. I don't think it's that hard to get behind him. Yeah, uh, or be terrified of him or anything. Mm-hmm. But I just like I wasn't. I was just and waiting to do that. Show the fucking monster, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. just get into it. Like we all. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I liked. It. I thought there was some really fucking great scenes. There's that skydiving scene was awesome. Yeah, like, there's no, a he, lot of he can make a great movie. Yeah, he knows how to film it. <laughs> there's just nothing in it. Like yeah. it all looks. It's shiny and pretty and good, but. There's nothing in it. Mm-hmm. You don't. I didn't fucking care about anything. So you would say not a, not a recommendation. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, watch it on Blu-ray. Like, yeah, I, I would know. say get out. Like I think if you, I would definitely say check it out in theaters. If you're gonna see this, see it in theaters. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the. Yeah, it looks it looks great. Yeah. And the, again, the monster scenes are fucking excellent. They killed it. And I'm, you know, hopeful for this. They're definitely making a sequel to this. Yeah. It's just destroying the it was, box yeah. office. And people people like it. I'm in the minority, I think, of, like, being this disappointed. I mean, I was it. surprised that it got as much sort of praise critically that it does. But yeah. I do think I think there's, it's, like, a solid six yeah. out of ten, you know? like I would go a little higher. But it's not like a per Like, yeah, there's no, stuff wrong with this. the only thing keeping it above, you know. Yeah. I, overall, yeah. I would say check it out. We're split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listeners. What did you think? I, I've seen a lot of divisive talk about this too online. Yeah, yeah. And I went, came into work on on uh, on Tuesday, and all the, my friends that are sort of they, they like just moviegoers that like to see all the big movies that come out were like, "Boy, that was fucking boring." Yeah. And I I thought it was gonna be more subdued. When I saw it, I was like, "Wow, I'm surprised at how much action was in there," because I expected nothing. Yeah. Right. And from the from the get go, I didn't find it boring. But yeah, I was surprised. I was like, I thought this was going to be more like. I thought it was going to have a different tone too, yeah. based on the trailers. Like the trailers really had, you know, particularly that first one with the Oppenheimer speech going on, mm. and you know, like holy, like so dark and fucked up and scary as fucking hell. Yeah, and this movie is not. No, <laughs> <laughs> all the somberness is just from actors moping around like. I've seen people do this in a Chris Nolan movie, so <laughs> I'm just going to bow my head and be like, what? <laughs> uh, well, we're split on Godzilla a little, yeah. um, but Casey saw a different beast altogether. I'm not split at all on this movie. <laughs> I loved it. Godzilla, Godzilla's Revenge. Yeah. Casey uh, stayed at home. This is one of the worst, according you don't know to. Where I watched it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know me. Casey went and saw Godzilla in theaters and watched this while he was there. Uh, I went to the theater and I brought my laptop. Yeah, this is better, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, look over here. Look at his uh, little son. Yeah, <laughs> where's he? Fake this movie. Uh, <laughs> Um, from 1969, Godzilla's Revenge, described on IMDb as being about a bullied schoolboy who dreams of traveling to Monster Island where he befriends Godzilla's son, who is also having bully troubles. <laughs> Which sounds like a great film. No, that's not exactly what it's about. It's really more about uh, a boy who... Um, uh, well, it's really more about two robbers 
who are hiding out, uh-huh. and a boy who falls asleep occasionally and dreams about monsters. <laughs> uh, this... I don't. I, I I I can't say I'm divided on this movie because I don't have an opinion on this movie at all. No. Um, it it I didn't hate it, but I I, I mean it's. I have several notes on it. Yeah. Um, it's an hour long, hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like 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 it seems like they had like you know five or six solid clips from uh, other Godzilla movies. Yeah. And they were like, well, we got to write something around this. Yeah. And then somebody else had a, a story about a little boy who gets bullied and then kidnapped by robbers. <laughs> and they just went, well, just just t- tape these Godzilla scenes to it. And then somebody else had a Michelin Man suit that got stained. Uh, yeah, yeah, that just had shit all over it. Hey, we had this in the and back of the And then somebody could do a really half-assed Don Knotts impersonation <laughs> and, and went, okay, then you're Godzilla's son. <laughs> It's really weird. Uh, yeah, so the little boy, uh, we start out, and he finds a, a little tube or something, and, and he's all excited about it because he's like an inventor, or he knows how to make computers or something. Um, and and then bullies come and take it away, and he's like, oh, shucks, here's bullies. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and it's great because it's all dubbed, and he's got this little friend who's a girl, and I'm pretty sure the little boy, the person who does the little boy's voice, also does the little girl's <laughs> voice because the little boy's like, oh, those bullies sure were mean, and then the little girl's like, yeah, the bullies sure were mean, <laughs> but you should have gone to the thing now. Um, that was excellent, by the way. Uh, very, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so then then there's a subplot about these robbers, and then the little boy go- goes home, and he's a latchkey kid, and his parents are never home, and he's kind of hurt by that. Um, so he goes to sleep, and then that's where he dreams that he's on Monster Island, and he yep. meets Godzilla's uh, he meets Godzilla's son, who again sounds like Don Knotts. Yep, and. Uh, <laughs> And and he's like, whoa, I've got a bully and he's a big monster and he's trying to kill me. And that's not not knots at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, oh, man. I, I, I have so many notes and I'm just realizing now I don't want to fucking read through all of these notes. Um, so the little kid goes to sleep and he's on Monster Island and... Um, and he meets little Godzilla, but they keep—they don't call him little Godzilla. They he's call like him, Manila or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like the thrill in Manila. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then he wakes up again, and he's back in real life, where uh, he's being taken care of by this weird toy inventor uh, who takes care of him when his parents aren't around. Yes. Um, and then he goes back to sleep. <laughs> It's, it has narcolepsy. It's but it's so dumb. It's just like okay, well we've had too much of the robber plot. We need and we have another clip of yeah. Godzilla that we need. So do I guess he just gets ever, tired and falls asleep right now. Do these two <laughs> plots ever connect? Well, it, it, it's a thing where I I was kind of like okay, I can't say that I'm not entirely um like it, 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 
it doesn't it doesn't work, but it's kind of an interesting idea where the kid is dealing with bullies and robbers in real life, yeah, and then uh, he goes to sleep, and then that's what happens in his dream. But in his dream, you know, like he has Godzilla's son and Godzilla, and then yeah. all these other auxiliary monsters. But it'll be it's just obviously really clunky because it's just clips of old other yeah. Godzilla movies. So it'll be like, oh look over there, Godzilla's fighting that guy, <laughs> and then there will be five minutes of that. Yeah. And oh, then what do you think of the bird back. fight sequence? Where the the uh, <laughs> well, a lot of that is just you know like s- setting a uh, like having like a little bird puppet on a wire and then just yeah. setting that on fire, <laughs> right? And then the really close up stuff is just is just two hand puppets, yeah, like w- a person with a puppet on either hand just smashing their hands together. <laughs> but it's filmed so poorly. Yeah, I find that I've seen that sequence a number of times, and it just it's so hard to <laughs> d- discern anything from happening because it's just like a it's a foot shaking in the screen and yeah. then it's a face and but maybe if, I don't know it's, <laughs> it's, it's really it, you kind of regard it as, like you did like I think um, it would make Dan Gorman sick yeah yeah, yeah. motion sickness <laughs> you kind of regard it in the same way you regarded like you know scrambled porn when you saw it on right. like the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like, always, oh I think I could see a boob but yeah, oh, or yeah. that uh, might be a Cadillac I don't know yeah. <laughs> um but uh, but yeah, then again, the the little boy wakes up and the robbers have have uh, kidnapped him, mm-hmm. and uh, because he found one of their licenses and they need to get it back. Oh man, <laughs> a lot going on. In it's an hour and really 10 minutes. thin. It's a yeah. really thin plot. Yeah, hour and ten minutes with a bunch of clips seems like there's nothing in between these clips. <laughs> Absolutely, like. Uh, uh. <laughs> the, the, my favorite thing in it is there's a guy who's selling a car, and if uh, Godzilla's son sounds like Don Knotts, this guy sounds so much like Paul Lind. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm selling a car. Um, and sure you're not than- just picking the one, the two people you know how to do voices. <laughs> you're like that guy like, sounds like the thing <laughs> I do a really good voice yeah. of. <laughs> and if Godzilla spoke, I bet he'd sound a little like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, overall, I have no feelings on this movie one way or another, <laughs> and it was a way to spend an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm. Delightful. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, because I lost last week, yeah. I made you guys listen to an album. Now, last week's episode was alien-themed with uh, Under the Skin and Species 3, Three Seas. <laughs> um, so I was thinking, oh, I'm going to give you guys something about aliens, and yeah. I was trying to find albums about aliens, and then yeah. I remembered that apparently uh, the debut album by A Flock of Seagulls was a concept album about being abducted by an alien, uh-huh. and then I gave it a cursory listen, skimmed through it, and I was like, well, I don't know how this is about aliens, but Nor I'm going to give it to I. you Nor anyway. I, so the self-titled debut from A Flock of Seagulls. Yep. Uh, this album came out in 1982 mm-hmm. and had uh, the only song you will know about uh, from them if if you're a casual pop music listener, Iran. Yep. So, what did you guys think of this album? Uh, I, I thought it was really bad. <laughs> I thought it was a really bad album. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, did you really? <laughs> I totally did. This, this album got A from Robert Christo, uh-huh. high marks from Rolling Stone and All Music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was 82, right? Yeah. I feel like Gang of Four has... has uh, um, a lot of the blame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. It's uh, it's not a great album, but I certainly liked more than I disliked. It was really easy to listen to, and what I couldn't stop thinking. You know what I felt like? Okay, I I, I like Iran. It's yeah, a, I like that song too. Yeah, I don't like that song. It's fine. Um, oh, then I, I like it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like uh, I like Space Age Love Song. I'd heard that before. I didn't realize that. 
<laughs> but I, the whole thing sounded to me like, you know, in Revenge of the Nerds, when they've got yeah. a band, yeah, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, I felt like if they made a whole album, it would be like it this. would be this. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking of that, and I just found yeah, it very clap charming. Your hands, everybody. Yeah, it just—it's so nerdy. Like this, this album is yeah outrageously nerdy. But yeah, I, I mean, was... this song's called DNA Telecommunication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telecommunication is like the nerdiest song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> it's just about how to tell do telecommunication. Telecom. <laughs> really, this, really uh, great. But I, I just found it like really listenable it was just like this great little nerdy synthy geek rock pop from the early 80s I yeah just, i don't know how much i'll re-listen to it but yeah all week i was like this is fine yeah um <laughs> i was just struck by how the first two songs like there's the first two songs i ran so far away and then space age love song yeah, yeah. are the first two songs oh yeah. I listened to it in a different order than I think. Oh. Because the first two songs were, I think, Space Age Love Song and You Can Run. Yeah. And then it was I Ran. And then, but then everything else was the, the same. So I don't know. Maybe it's just mixed up that way. Yeah. Uh, but I found them to be completely identical songs. <laughs> the first two songs. From what not wrong. From, yeah. what, like, from what I've listened to <laughs> of this album, I've listened to like three or four of these songs. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that like... Um, the thing that I've read about the album is that, like, oh, lyrically, they just find a couple things to say and say it over and over again. Yeah, and absolutely. I think I listened to Space Age Love Song, and I remember being like, wow, there's not very much lyrics to this song. No, not <laughs> at all. But it's just like, I like the little vibe yeah. and jingle of it. I'm like, this I can is see fine. That. Fold my laundry, too. Yeah. yeah. That's um, weird. I folded my laundry and I listened to it, too. <laughs> Maybe that's what the concept is, and that was subliminally uh, oh, <laughs> given to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. About they say, clean your laundry. room. Yeah. Clean your room. <laughs> Um, I ran along the avenue to a laundromat. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, well, apparently to Wikipedia, according to Wikipedia, this says that it was uh, an influential album, for, particularly for their memorable image, and also yes. the surprisingly effective production techniques, which at one point garnered the respect of legendary record producer Phil Spector, who mm-hmm. in the 1980s called the album phenomenal. Oh, see? All right, well, I'm wrong, and uh, fine <laughs> upstanding uh, citizen <laughs> yeah. Phil Spector is right. Yeah. Nobody that brilliant could do anything evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I was excited to listen to it. Too. Well, not, I'm not excited, but curious. Yeah, I've never I feel heard like I might go album. give it a whole All I know is the silly haircuts yeah. and uh, Iran, and it being like a punchline band. For... I feel like I might have to go give it a whole, the whole thing a whirl. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you might really like the whole album. <laughs> yeah, I think you will too. Yeah. I, I, I even dig their stupid album cover and yeah, <laughs> the oh, whole I hate thing, the man. album cover. I think the album covers are great. Oh, it's pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it really wonderful. Is. <laughs> uh, oh, it look, just, it's like... A, it just reminds me of being a kid. I, I just remember that image so yeah. much being Why? Because and... you drew that exact same <laughs> thing when you were a kid? <laughs> they stole it from him. <laughs> I like it's like a inside of a room, but on the ground is it is like a... Yeah, like TV the carpet is like the water. Is the water. The and then also, yeah. also, yeah, it's also a landscape. Right. Uh, with yeah. some birds. There's, Whoa. There's, I believe they're seagulls. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, a flock of them. Not quite yeah. a flock. And some guy on TV playing guitar. Yeah. Uh, there's terrible. levels to it's this. It's terrible. Thing. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I kind of love it. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot cover. of people in the 80s got really stoned and looked at that album cover and were like, Whoa. Whoa, is it inside or outside? <laughs> yeah. Am I outside? <laughs> Am I outside? <laughs> Am I a flock of seagulls? Yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty yeah. good. I totally enjoy it. I, I think it's funny that that telecommunication song was the first single released actually in 81. Yeah. Which And then, oh my God, look at that. So, okay, the telecommunication came out in September of 1981. Iran didn't come out until October of 82. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. And the album was released in April of 82. Yeah. 
Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Um, huh. But uh, yeah, they are classic one-hit wonders. Uh, one of the big ones. Yeah. Uh, but Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I totally had a nice time listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> a nice time. <laughs> I like that their, their next album's called Listen. Uh, listen. Uh, listen. Uh, we don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> listen, we're sorry. <laughs> listen, <laughs> Listen, mm-hmm. this is an album, so put it on a listen. Yeah. Uh, great. Glad that you had uh, some... I guess we split on that, too. Yeah, look yeah. at that. An episode of Splits. Like yeah. Uh, will Casey maybe give us a split EP by two bands as punishment? No. no. Oh, well, you <laughs> fucked up. I'm going to give you guys something nobody's going to be split on. Oh. Everybody's going to have the same opinion. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because I lost. Yeah. Um... I'm gonna give you an album released this year. This is a very new album. You oh guys. man, I was looking oh, at some of the I new don't... things that came out today, being like, "Oh boy, if <laughs> any of these come up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is an album called Unrepentant Geraldines. <laughs> what? what? That's what the album is called. <laughs> oh, what is that? Unrepentant Geraldines. I don't even know what that means. Me either. Well, you're gonna find out, and Tori Amos is gonna tell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Great. Yep. Oh yep. man. Yep. Boy. I and, don't and like her songs. The first. No, they're not good. The first. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I have to say there have been like two or three songs of hers where I'm like, like, I, I genuinely like this song. Okay. Right? Like melodically, I genuinely like it. But her as a person and as a songwriter, she's just god awful. And the the first line that I read about the album is, "This is a quintessentially Tory record." <laughs> So I'm like, God, that's not that's a selling so Tory. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so enjoy uh, that. Great, you stink, lions. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, um, I don't feel like I know. Like, I mean, she's got a ton of albums. I don't know. I, I don't know how much of it, uh, of her music I've experienced aside from just what the songs were that were popular. So yeah. Oh man. I don't. I don't even know what I'm in for. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well hey, maybe you will be split. Then maybe Acor- you will really like. According this. to uh, Tori herself, this album is described as an appreciative portrayal of the singer's experiences with visual art. Oh. So take some experiences with visual art, make a non-visual uh, album <laughs> uh, yeah. for us oh, to listen I'm, to. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Okay. Well, well I don't, but you guys can uh, right. explain it to me next week. Speaking of splits, yeah. we have a cut and dry roll this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Going back to theaters for both. Uh-huh. No staying at home. No staying oh. at home for any of us. Yeah. Uh, obviously, 
coming this Friday is X Men: Days of Future Past, which is which is a, a movie that I feel like I have sort of not really been excited for, but am yeah. kind of I am and I, am not. Yeah, and, I don't know, man. Like I loved First Class. Yeah, me too. But I, I just I, feel like I've been so focused on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is just like Brian Singer's back and I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm not that that's the thing I'm least excited about because the first three X Men movies, I really liked one and two. Obviously three sucked. Yeah. Um but but I didn't like them enough for for like then I really liked Matthew Vaughn's take on it mm-hmm. and then and now I'm just like I don't know it feels like a step backwards. So you like why didn't they just give it to Matthew Vaughn? Well, yeah, he well, he, he, did, he declined he, it. Oh, yeah, okay, because he almost was going to be Star Wars. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't think the <clears throat> the Brian Singer X Men movies aged very well. Yeah, no. especially effects wise. Yeah. I haven't even two watched is them. still the best one by far, but like it's yeah I haven't you know, I haven't revisited them since maybe the first or second time I saw them, which must have been like in theaters and then when they came out. And I didn't even yeah. see the third one, actually, so I'm talking about the first two. Oh, man, it sucks. It's the worst. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, yeah it, and it I'm, I'm tired of this cast. I'm tired of these people playing these fucking roles over yeah, and over too. again. You know, I'm, I'm just a little unenthused. However, yeah. but, and, yeah, you know, I'm, I am curious because Days of Future Past is one of the my favorite all-time uh, okay. story arcs in comics. It's just yeah. two issue, two issues. But it's just fucking fantastic. It's so inventive and the... The work between Chris Claremont and John Byrne is perfect. Yeah. But, I mean, it's already from the get-go not that. So, whatever. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. no, I'm de- But the I loser looks like such shit. Oh, yeah. And I, and I do want to see this, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Like, I'm, I am hoping to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what, what awaits the loser is uh, Adam Sandler's Blended. Mm. Uh, cool. Reuniting with uh, Drew Barrymore and the director of Fifty First Dates, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think it is the same director. And I just uh, tweeted and quoted you. On oh that. fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now it's turning into a store fi. Oh shit, it's just taking over. Uh, I'm gonna be known says. as the guy who thought this was yeah. directed by the same. <laughs> what an idiot! Oh, this is gonna turn into quite a scam. I'm gonna die soon, and then they'll put it on my tombstone. Dan yeah. Gorman thought Blended was directed by the guy who did Fifty First Dates. We thought he was pink. Lightning, but he was just a liar. <laughs> Dan Gorman. Yeah. He's the pink liar. <laughs> hey, I'm aware of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, Kevin Neal, and Terry Crews. This uh, is about a blind date of sorts, and then they both decide to take the same trip to Africa somehow. I can't remember how from the trailer, and then uh, they fall in love. Yeah, I don't know. They're boss, and they're something. Who gives And they have shit? families. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It looks so fucking terrible. Uh, yeah, I'm not excited about this. No, not at all. Casey is rolling. Second okay, roll just, with like, our new I die. Keep, I keep on losing on the superhero movies, and it just... Casey has rolled the two in the, in the blended versus don't X-Men. Roll it under the... All right, All right, no more bouncy castle for me. That's a five. That's a five. Greg is rolling. <clears throat> I got a two. Casey's got a. I got oh, a five. Yep, okay, okay. I'm is going on. to see Grown Ups. Casey, too. I get to see a superhero movie. I don't yeah. even believe it. Casey's going to see Blended, and he will report back next week. That's right. Greg and I are going to listen to Terry, Tori Amos. <laughs> and go see X Men. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a confusing the- week. <laughs> I'm gonna go see the losing movie, but don't worry, Tori Amos has a lot of albums. Yeah, <laughs> wow. could be a rare back to back of the same artists. Yeah. Did we ever do that? Did I do that once? I, I feel did like that. I, with, yeah, he uh, did with, with the insane clown. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was really mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that was a lot of that. Uh, really started to mess with my mind. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, man, I remember hating one and then hating not, one. Not hating the other. And I'm like, is much. this just because I've been listening to it for two weeks? <laughs> yeah. and nothing else? And this one's slightly like, better than I the first one. I found this one. one track funny. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh. I don't know. <laughs> Who am I? That <laughs> was when the show uh, was really... Am I really... a juggalo now? Yeah. Does this mean I'm a juggalo? I'll see you at the gathering. <laughs> That was when the show was getting really bleak. We had a lot of stretches of me losing. And just, uh, who am I? Um, yeah, so uh. we will touch base next week with God, uh, with uh, Blended and X-Men First Class. Mm. But what are we going to do next? We're going to get into 90210. Oh, yeah, Relay. <sighs> so let's not throw to the band like I did last week. No. Here and we just, go. And just talk about it. <laughs> just, right. And just leave an awkward space. Yeah. Casey. All right. So, this episode is about two things. Mm-hmm. This episode is about Brandon trying to bone an older lady mm-hmm. and date rape. Oh, <laughs> uh, is he doing both? Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah, this album's called Multitasking. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I'm into older ladies, but only if they don't want. It. <laughs> <laughs> but only if they're not into it as well. Ugh. All right. Um, is all the right. older lady Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's the oldest lady. Um, okay, so this this uh, episode starts with a uh, uh, way too long intro. Yes. Um, and also guest stars someone named Joey Tata, and I laughed very hard at that. Um, okay, we start out. Brandon's wearing a dumb hat. Okay. Uh-huh. Dumb hat, got it. There's a weird girl staring at him. Because of the hat? Uh, man, I, I, I would have assumed so. What's the deal with his hat? Like, Because uh, she looks really weirded out and creeped out by him, but I yeah. guess she's supposed to have a crush on him because he looks at her and like kind of rolls his eyes. He doesn't know this girl. He just looks at her and just like, ugh. And um, <laughs> I'm she, such a dreamboat. <laughs> yeah, like I can do way better than you, you <laughs> fuck out of weirdo. And she's really cute. I'm just like, you know what, dude? Give her a chance. Come on. Yeah. Um, so uh, so there's shots of, of this weird girl looking at him and then shots of him looking at this cheerleader. So that has set up these two characters just in that there are shots of them. Okay. Um, and then uh, Bag does the announcement. Oh, Brian Austin Green. <laughs> Brian Austin Green Bag. does the announcements. Uh, for he, so he got the DJ job. Yes, he did. Because he was auditioning for the DJ job last episode I watched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah he, he nailed it. All right. Um. He uh, uh, so it's like a big pep rally thing, or what they keep calling Grudge Week, and I don't know. Is that I guess that's something that happens in the states where freshmen are there and let's see what Google they, says. <laughs> is keep it, going. So they're, like, they're bullied by older students, so I, I they have a grudge so. for the rest of their it's lives. Sort of like Festivus, <laughs> where <laughs> the airing of grievances. Uh, well, uh, the Grudge is an American horror film franchise released by Sony Pictures. <laughs> oh, and this is just the week where they watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so uh so they're all there at this pep rally kind of thing and the yeah. cheerleaders are cheerleading and uh Kelly and Tori Spelling are like oh my god Brenda let's get out of here cuz this is totes lame and then they then they leave but Brenda's like all oh, uh about it <laughs> and and then Oh, uh, okay. Then we go home, and Brandon is talking to mom, to his mom, and going like, "Oh, there's this 14 year old girl who's just like is totally in love with me," and I'm like, "I don't even want to fuck her." I'm just like, "You, do you talk to your mom about weird shit?" <laughs> um, and and the mom's like, uh, "Like, oh, you little heartbreaker," and he's like, "Oh, I hate her so much." And then Brenda comes home, and she's all in a mood. So uh, Brandon's like, "I'll talk to her." So Ugh. Brandon goes into her room. 
and sits on her bed. And I'm like, will they or won't they? <laughs> but it turns out that Bre- Brenda is really bored of hanging out with Kelly and Tori Spelling. Oh. Uh, so Brandon's like, well, why don't you volunteer at what they keep calling a teen rap line, which is like, a, you know, like a, like a, a help, teen help, thing. Help, help phone line thing. Yeah. But I'm like, why is it called a rap line? Because so you, you, you have rap, a rap sesh. Well, I know. It's like a rap, rap sesh. sesh thing. I get that. But isn't that something from like the 50s? Like, who says they don't say that in Beverly Hills in the 90s? I don't know. Anyway, rap line. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brenda's like, oh, my God, that will lend validity to my life. So then, uh, so then we cut to the the helpline, and the first thing is is the old lady. Um, she the old lady is the one who's running it. Um, uh-huh. how, the, uh, how old is this lady? Oh, uh, uh, what's her <laughs> name? Um, the old lady, uh, Andrea. Andrea. Oh, I, that uh, old lady. Not the old lady yeah. that he's gonna. Oh no, not the old. She's not an old lady. But she's older than him. Anywho. Oh. Anywho. Okay. So the old lady. I got uh, too many old ladies. I got yeah. Two. There's an awful lot of old ladies. Once there's more than school. two, I get a little dizzy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she's on the she's the one running this thing. So she's on the phone telling a boy that it's okay if your mom catches you masturbating. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's okay. Uh, no, no. The, uh, Andrea <laughs> it, it really thinks it's damaging it to me. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> It's fine. It's totally normal. It's okay. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's pretty great. Yeah. Pretty nice. Thanks, Mom. Look forward. <laughs> look forward to it. Hey, Mom, look what I'm doing. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> so uh, so Brenda gets on the line. and uh, Like, she, she starts doing... And the first call she gets is from Kelly going like, Oh, my God, stop doing this. Let's go shopping. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm like, how did you get her number specific... Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, and she's like, no, I don't want to go shopping with you. I want to help. <laughs> I want to help teenage boys masturbate. <laughs> um, uh, so she's all in a dilemma about that. So then uh, we cut to Brandon and he's at the peach pit. And this is the weirdest fucking thing that happens. <laughs> and uh, he's trying to serve people at the peach pit. But all you can hear is. And it's like this old man, like, and it's like weirdly sexual. Uh, well, Andrea like, probably talked to him and was like, "Just go masturbate at the peach pit. <laughs> yeah. Just go to the peach pit. Go if you peach don't want your bro- mom to catch yeah. you." Yeah, my, my brother's there. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Brandon's like, "What is going on?" So he goes into the back room, and Nat. Nat, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the owner of the peach pit. Right. He's back there getting a massage from some big titted blonde lady. And like getting a really like well just getting a shoulder massage and but he's like eh, about oh. it Ugh. and uh, you don't do that at massages uh, <laughs> not in the back room of restaurants yeah um, well you've never is this lived. like a public back room of a restaurant or like no a, like it's a like pool a stock room, room kind of thing I was okay. gonna say like yeah. a, so yeah, it's like not visible to the customers it's not visible to the customers but, but it's audible you can clearly <laughs> hear it yeah so he goes so so fucking Brandon goes in and goes uh dude do you want to stop doing this because it's weird yeah <laughs> and uh, and Nat's like uh, my muscles haven't felt this good since I took that trip to Bangkok oh <laughs> holy I'm shit like, what no. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck show is this <laughs> and then and so the 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 girl that's giving the massage is like yeah I I give acupressure massages and you're next stud I'll schedule you a private lesson or a private massage and Brandon's like oh my god she wants my dick um <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, totes, let's do this thing. And, uh, okay, so then we go back, and uh, Brenda's waiting for Kelly to come pick her up from the teen hotline. 
and uh, and Brenda's late. So the teen hotline shuts down at 10, but at 10.05, she gets a call. So she uh-huh. picks it up, and it's this. It's there's a girl on the line saying, um, you know, how do I know if I've been raped kind of thing? Like, oh, man. Like if, if I was kind of... You know, if it started out and and I told him to stop, but he didn't stop, does that mean it's my fault? Kind of thing. It's this real uh, TV movie. Sounds really of. heavy. Yeah. He, he, I, I'm not gonna make any jokes or comments on it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not. You know, it's it, it is what it is. Um. So she's like, "Oh, tell me your name. Tell me your name." She's like, "I'm not gonna tell you my name. Why don't you tell me your name?" She's like, "I'm Brenda." <laughs> like I'm like I'm pretty sure you're supposed to be anonymous too, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Does anyway. she get the name of the person on the line? No, she okay. doesn't say. Uh, uh, but she calls at ten oh five that night and says, "I've been, you know, I, I, yeah. I feel like I've been date raped." Uh-huh. Um, so then, oh yeah, so then we cut back to Brandon, and he's talking to, <laughs> he's telling Steve about the uh, about the massage he got from uh, from the blonde lady, yep. and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, man, she even rubbed she rubbed the balls of my feet," and he goes like. <laughs> Balls of my feet. <laughs> and then Steve goes, Oh man, she rubbed the balls <laughs> of your feet. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh. Sneaking it past the sensors. Like, literally. And I'm like, Grow up. <laughs> um, Grow up, whoever wrote this episode, <laughs> this half of this episode. Um, yeah, because it's really like. The tonal shift between, like, I think I've been date raped and, yo, I totally want to fucking bone this, you know, this fucking blonde lady. And it, it turns out she used to work at the Peach Pit. Okay. She's, like, 23 years old, which uh-huh. is older than Brandon because he's, what, 16? Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, 10 years younger than Andrea. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um, but it's, like, she used to work at the Peach Pit. And then I'm thinking, like, when she was in high school. Right. And I'm, like, okay, so this guy, like, the, the owner of the Peach Pit who used to be her boss, she's now in the back room giving him this weird porno massage. I'm like, is this Maybe that was the agreement when she was 16. Like, I'll give you a job as long as you come back when you're 23 and rub my balls. (laughs) And rub the balls. Of my feet. (laughs) Of your feet? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Um, I don't have balls on my feet, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, Okay, so... uh, so yeah, so her name's Nina, by the way. So uh, let's just call her okay. Nina yeah. and Andrea, old lady. Yeah. Um, so Nina comes back and uh, and that yeah basically tells her like oh yeah back when she used to work here she was quite a slut. Oh. Um. Uh, she's he says wild child, but we can. Infer- she's played footsies ballsies before. <laughs> <laughs> Footsies, ballsies, <laughs> pretty great. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so uh, so so she's there again, and she's like, "Oh, Brandon, you should totally come over to my house, and I'll give you a special seaweed massage." <laughs> um, <Ugh>. Yeah, <laughs> is that a euphemism? Uh, or or like a, like a herbal wrap or whatever it is, kind of thing. And and he's like, "Oh, I totes know what that means. You want my dick?" So yeah. He's like, all right. So I'm and he's really excited. <laughs> he, uh, so he's really excited about this because there's like somebody else that he doesn't like trying to get him or whatever. What's that going on? Like that girl you were mentioning? Yeah, What's the fourteen year old. Okay, so he's kind of like, I don't want this fourteen year old. I want this older masseuse. Yeah. Uh, is that, okay. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> um, well, okay. Like I said, like at the beginning of the episode, we set up uh, the the weird girl, mm-hmm. and Brandon talks From the a little bit about or something. Her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she seems really weird and preoccupied and kind of like um, sad. She like nerdy, nerdy, yes. okay, and mm-hmm. weird. 
Yeah. Um, and then and and all we see is shots of her, and then we see shots of this cheerleader. So and then we go back to the date rape thing. And we have to assume that the date rape person is going to eventually be revealed right. as one of these people. Maybe we assume okay. because uh, because these are the only two people we've seen shots of yeah. who aren't the main cast. Yeah. Okay, and we've seen television shows before. Exa- yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly, and that's the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But all they do to establish these two people is th- th- we don't talk them. to them. They don't have names or anything. They, we just have random shots of okay. them every once in a while. Um, so uh, so yeah. So then. Brenda's back at the uh, the helpline, and the helpline's closed down, and it's ten oh five, and the day rape lady calls again. Mm-hmm. Day rape lady, that's, that's that sounds bad. No, no. Um, <laughs> the lady, uh, yeah, yeah, the anonymous caller, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. anonymous <laughs> caller, and she's like, "It's ten oh five, and I just got raped again." She doesn't say it's ten oh five. She says like, uh, she says, uh, but like it's the same time, yeah. and she's like, "I just got raped again." I don't mean I don't like laughing about this, but uh, but um, but then she goes like she mentions Grudge Week that it's Grudge Week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Brenda's like, "Oh my God, you totally go to my school," uh, t- and and so she's like, "I'm at this one specific payphone," um, but that's what she, uh, that's all she'll tell her. She okay. won't tell her name. Yeah. So so that happens. Next night, girl gets date raped again. Um, so we cut back to Brandon, and he's telling D- Dylan that he's nervous because he because to- he's totally gonna fuck Nina, and he goes, "This is really embarrassing, but what should I ask her when I'm done?" <laughs> like, done, done what? What? Can, well, yeah, like, well, what kind of question you is clean that? this up? Yeah, like I I I know Dude. that ladies like a question after fuck them. If there's one thing I know, <laughs> yeah, they, they like, like to have a, some questions. After. Can you get me that seaweed wrap now? Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> starving. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird shift this episode sounds I know. like. It has. It's, it's like definitely two different shows going on. It's wonky because yeah. I mean I feel like there's maybe a way that they are trying to address two like sexual uh, issues, but it they don't even seem really re- like he just wants to have sex with somebody. But- like that's the thing, right? Like, like you'd it seems you'd... like this is supposed to be really like yeah. like overtly kind of like dealing with sexual yeah. issues. But you feel but... like that like that other stuff sounds real goofy. Uh, it is, and it's played really goofy. Like yeah. it's it's like Brent. Like it could be like you know a teenager going like, oh, you know, I'm nervous about sex. But you know, he goes to Dylan and, and yeah. He, but it's played really kind of like or even like and... if he really wants to have sex with this masseuse uh, woman, like it could be played sort of as like. If they're going to deal with this really heavy situation on the one side, then have this other one where you see it from the other spe- perspective or something, where he's kind of like trying where, to, where trying to get a relationship, the, not necessarily like in a predatory way, but no, sort of but like, like what like are my where, boundaries? Exactly and, where where he he it's like you say like not predatory, no, but, but he he's on sort of like the lower end of, yeah. of that sexual dynamic. Um, but it's not that. No. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's goofy time, happy hour when it's not yeah, like yeah, let's like, get really it, serious. It's, it's goofy time, boner jokes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which seems really misguided for an episode that's half about date rape. Yeah, yeah. it, it is. And, that's the name of my new band. Yeah. Goofy Time Boner Jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Goofy Time and the Boner Jokes. Um, that's actually the name of Brian Austin Green's radio show. Yeah. Um, so, uh, da, 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 Brandon lies to his mom about where he's going to be. He's like, I'm going to go surfing with uh, Dylan. But really, he's going to go try and fuck Nina. Yeah. Um, so the next night, 
Oh, wait. But before this, Brenda keeps trying to tell Brandon. This is where the two things converge in an uncomfortable okay. way. Brenda keeps trying to tell Brandon, like, you know, I'm on this. I'm working on this this uh, this helpline thing. And there's this girl who keeps getting raped. And I don't know what to do about it. And he's like, yeah, but ask me about the girl I'm trying to fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he has no time. For, he's like, what? What? Yeah, I don't know. Do something about that. I'm trying to fuck a 23-year-old. Oh, my I, God. I really feel like Brandon has mental issues. Yeah. He's a cock. Yeah, like he's yeah. the worst. She's really bad too. If but. you're gonna have a scene where they both talk about it, you've got to address these two yeah, issues yeah. in and some how way. Very different they are, yeah. or at least again make it like a weird, sweet coming of age thing where yeah. he's trying to experience sex and or like I said, like make it about Brandon. Like she, he's hearing about this thing and then having to worry about like, am I am I being forceful? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, what or, are my boundaries? Or, am or, I making the wrong choice by assuming I'm going yeah, to get sex? Right. There's yeah. a there's a show yeah <laughs> not even addressed at all oh my now. god um okay so uh yeah so brenda so we need old... to go back in time and write for this show we're better <laughs> i think um so brenda uh the, they're there at the helpline again and brenda tells the old lady that uh she needs to get back into the school like the the, the helpline's done kind of thing and she's like i need to get back into the school because <laughs> this is where it almost kind of gets silly and i feel bad for it but she's like no no i can't leave because it's almost 1005 and i assume that girl's going to get raped again oh I'm my like, god it's so weird that that now there's a schedule like in the the yeah, kind yeah. of platform of this show there's a schedule upon which this girl gets raped at 1005 or at 10 and then at right. at 1005 she calls in um and uh, and the old lady's like, okay, well, we'll go back in. And they go back in. And, um, and uh, okay, but then we cut back to, to Brandon, and he's at Nina's house. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, I like your house. And she's like, oh, yeah, I like it, too. It's pretty great. Hey, have you met my boyfriend? And then this old man oh, comes no. in. And, and he's like, what? And Nina's like, yeah, Brandon's going to let me do a seaweed wrap or whatever the fuck I said before <laughs> um, uh, on him. And and the old the, her boyfriend's like oh yeah I'm very much in love with my girlfriend and he's like oh god damn it so he's not getting any bone in at all no nope. um so that's about it for that yeah so there's your opportunity to make the episode about what we were talking about yeah him no. being like I'm expecting sex yeah. and am I being weird about that or forceful and then realizing that he was yeah. and then he learns a lesson that yeah. you can't sex treat women as objects yeah. but but and but that is so, again. A great idea, <laughs> but so far from what they do, because the lesson that he learns is that they're okay. The fourteen-year-old girl, because he's only sixteen, so it's yeah. not that creepy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. But the fourteen-year-old girl is, is lusting after him, and you know he's lusting after a twenty-three-year-old. Yeah. Uh, so he, the lesson he learns is that it's better to date younger girls than older girls. Oh my god! I guess that sounds like a very dubious. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, listen, I use the term lesson. The more you know. Uh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Um, okay, so then, uh, so then we cut back to the helpline, and Brenda and the old lady are just about to leave, and then, sure enough, the fucking phone rings, and it's the girl again mm-hmm. saying, "I got raped again." Um, so, so has you know, she it not become... has she not approached anyone about this yet? Uh, Brenda, yeah, she she keeps well, yeah, she went to Brandon, and Brandon okay. was like, "Fuck off!" I'm trying to fuck somebody. Because like, if she works at it, like, I mean, is she? scared about being in that building or something or like what what is her like why doesn't she just like hey cops multiple times someone has called me and been upset about yeah, being yeah. sexually abused this is for Every real day at 10 just wait. yeah yeah well just wait okay we're, we're getting there okay uh, 
So, uh, yeah, so then the girl is like, yeah, I, um, well, Brenda's like, I'm really glad that you called. And the girl on the other line is like, why? Because you're fucking getting turned on by this? Whoa. I'm like, easy. What? Uh, and she, and the girl on the phone is like, this time he brought his friend. Oh, I'm God. like, oh, God, this is getting really, like, uh, upsetting. And, um, and then so Brenda, so Brenda, she hangs up the phone. The girl hangs up on her. And she's Brenda's like, you have to call the cops. Or you have to do something. Yeah. And the girl's like, no, I'm not going to do anything. She hangs up. And then Brenda's like, I know who it is. And there's no indication of why she knows. She's just like, I totally know who it is. And then um, the C plot comes in, which is Steve, because it's grudge week, which mm-hmm. is all like, you know, football players doing things. and Like putting on like black hair and, uh, and, and looking really scary and going, ah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, little kids making kitty cat noises. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's terrifying. Sarah Michelle Geller just not knowing having what's knuckles going in her hair. <laughs> Here comes old knuckle hair. They say. Um, <laughs> so uh, week. So then, uh, yeah. So part of this whole thing is a tug of war. And uh, Classic Steve, Grudge Week. Yeah, so Steve comes out of the gym, and, and everyone's like, hey, good job, Steve, you won the tug-of-war. <clears> and then one of his tug-of-war guys comes up and goes, hey, man, that was that was great work. And Steve goes, I couldn't have done it without you guys tugging on the rope. And he <laughs> says it like it's a fucking weird sexual euphemism. Like, I'm pretty sure it's in his contract that everything <laughs> he says has to be the worst <laughs> sexual euphemism. Hey, uh, I used the balls yeah. of my feet to yeah. tug. I couldn't have one rope. <laughs> I couldn't have done that without you guys tugging on my dick. <laughs> yeah, I liked it when you were tugging on my dick, and this guy was playing with my balls. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, what's Grudge Week? <laughs> so, uh, okay, so then, so then, Steve asked the guy, the guy who says, "Hey, good, good work, Steve." Yeah. He goes, "Hey, what are you guys doing tonight?" And then, totally menacingly, the guy goes, "Nothing special." <laughs> and you go, "That guy's raping." Yeah, right. Um, and uh, uh, and then, so sure enough, uh, B- uh, Brenda confronts the cheerleader that we've seen in yeah. shots uh, before, yeah. and goes, "Hey, Bonnie." You're the one who's getting raped. And she's like, fuck off. Uh, this is supposed to be an anonymous uh, line. Yeah. And which, okay, granted, if somebody's getting raped repeatedly, you should do something about it, I guess. Yeah, but that thing. thing is call the cops, uh, not yeah. confront them at school. Yeah. yeah. And how did she figure it out? Wouldn't she become a super detective? No fucking, there's no mention of that at all. She just kind of goes, it was uh, Bonnie. <laughs> and then she goes up to Bonnie, and she's Bonnie's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, which is fucking yeah. And she totally. does it in school. Yeah, she oh, goes man. like right up to her in the hallway and goes, "You're the one who's getting raped all the time." And Bonnie is like, "Fuck off!" And so, um, and she's like, "I'm not going to do anything about it. Get the fuck out of my private business," which is right, um, yeah. uh, ultimately, because it's up to this girl to make that decision. But anyway, so uh, so then. Um, then we cut to night, and cheerleading practice is just about over. And Bonnie is there, and she's like, uh, she and she's with her friend, and her friend's like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave." And she's like, "Well, can you not leave? Because you know I'm really scared to be here by myself." And then the girl's like, "No, I'm just gonna leave anyway. I don't a care." Great friend. <laughs> so she leaves, and then you know, two seconds later, uh, tug of war comes up with his friend, with his other tug of war friend, and they're like. Uh, Hey, we want a date right now with you. And she's like, "Yeah, guys, I don't really feel like it." And they're like, "Yeah, well, 
don't make us get rough or what like these guys are the most two dimensional uh. like they're worse than the bank robbers from the from Godzilla's Revenge. <laughs> um and uh and so they're just about to rape her at her car, and then all of a sudden the entire police force comes around the corner <laughs> with like cop cars and fucking like like it's a like it's a shootout. It's crazy yeah, yeah. and they're all hiding behind their cars with their guns drawn and everything, like, get the floor, get down on the ground, blah blah blah. And and so then they arrest they arrest these two guys immediately based on on this uh I mean I don't really understand the legality of the whole thing, but anyway, yeah. the cops come in and save the day. Right. Uh did Brenda call the cops, I guess? Yeah, because Brenda oh, finally. And Yeah, finally. Brenda, the old lady, and Brandon are all there too. Right. They go with the cops. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> I want to see Could this. you uh, deputize us cuz uh, I didn't get laid tonight and I need something to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's really like, weird. hey, we have this really serious crime that we need to report, and also we're going to come watch. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we almost were, uh, happened. <laughs> we're very tangentially involved here, so I think we'll be coming with you. I've never seen w- one of the worst things possible for a human to have happen <laughs> yeah. to them. I'd like to. What? Um. So this uh, show is very very confusing. It's <laughs> this 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 it's episode the worst. this episode sounds like they went about two plots that I'm assuming in 1990 needed to be addressed in a teen show sure. that is dealing with serious issues for sure. about the exa- and they went about it in the exact opposite way mm-hmm. that you should have <laughs> yeah like maybe tell like- teenagers that are watching the show if they have a friend that's being sexually abused that you should tell the authorities or somebody in charge right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. not hey wait wait it out and see yeah, if it yeah, happens yeah. more um, what so uh, oh wait so there's a there's a button Oh, uh, so the button on this thing is, um, we were in the the hall the next day, and Steve comes up to uh, Steve comes up to Brandon, and he's like, "Hey, whatever happened with that older girl?" And uh, Brandon's like, "Ah, we're just friends," and and Steve's like, "Oh." admit it you blew it and he's like no nothing got blown like again with the fucking (laughs) like horrible fucking sex jesus christ it's really should not be the b plot to the date rape episode no at all unless you're gonna have somebody learn something yeah Yeah. nobody learns anything what happens with the with the The, shy girl well that's that's the other thing brandon's like you know what i've learned is that uh sometimes you got to date a girl who's two years younger than you (laughs) not an old lady and so he sees her in the hall and he's like uh hey 14 year old girl uh you got a real nice smile wink and then he walks away, and she looks completely insane. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> the end. Oh, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. 9021. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's a oh. radical departure from my infidelity parents from last week. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's going to be in store? Parents. Yeah. What's, what's going to be in store for Dan I next know. Week? We've had Dear two God. really weird episodes. One mm. seemed seemingly handled in all the wrong ways, and yours was just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Greg's last time I got a bizarre. parents episode where they don't where they, they're gonna they don't want to bang each other. Anymore. Yeah, and Brenda so, knows when they lock their. It door seems for like banging. they're ramping up the sexual stuff. Am I gonna get something yeah. just either very sexual or just really gonna go the other way? Yeah, and more I, cheeseburgers and parties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I bet what's gonna happen is Brenda and Brandon are gonna get super coked up. Yeah, <laughs> Kelly's mom. And then let's yeah. go over to Kelly's Finally. mom place. She's a partier. <laughs> yeah. I'm off the wagon. Holy crap! 
Yeah. All right. All right. Well, next week I'll be uh, reviewing the next episode of 90210's first season. Awesome. And we will uh, be back with that with more Relay. But uh-huh. now we will throw to the band. Yeah. And we will get our theme song for TV Dad Cage Match. Take it away, toys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Love that song, guys. Get shorter every week. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that was the lagging energy, but yeah. Yeah. I'll take it up with them later. Yeah. Okay. I it's, don't know why we pay them so much. <laughs> your your C was a little flat, Steve. It's all that podcast money, buddy. <laughs> Throw it around somewhere. Yeah, oh, man. All right. Well, uh, yeah, TV Dad Cage Match. Yeah. We uh, pit two TV dads in a fight to the death every week against in, in Thunderdome. And eventually we will have one. That's right. This week it's George Papadopoulos, uh, portrayed by Alex Karras from uh, Webster, uh, going up against uh, Tony Maselli, played by Tony Danza, who is the boss. I'm going to roll the dice to see what kind of weapons they have. I, re- I re- boss. <laughs> He's not like that. Who is that boss? <laughs> Mona. <laughs> uh, Jonathan. Okay. Let's see what uh, George Papadopoulos has for a weapon. I'm rolling the dice. He's got the whistle. Which is fitting, because he's a former football player. Yeah. Portrayed by a former football player. Uh, and Tony's got three with the whistle. He's got the spear with the uh, blade on the end. I was hoping he'd get the bat, and let's get that all add together. Anyway, you know but he did You know what's interesting is that uh, uh, George is, is a former football player. Yeah. Uh, played by a former football player. And yeah. Tony is a current Tony. Uh, played, played by, by a Tony. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. I got uh, I got well, photos lined up for us. Uh, yeah. I got a picture of the Who's the Boss family all wearing T-shirts that say, I'm the boss. Oh, I get it. Uh, Tony. I, I feel like Judith Light isn't wearing one of those shirts. No, I feel like not either. She's like, like I'm no I'm boss. I'm clearly not the boss. Oh, man. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> the not-so-subtle misogyny of TV <laughs> sitcoms. Well, no, because Mona is wearing one and, and Jonathan. <clears throat> I guess. Yeah. They could be. Who was the boss? I know that was. A, they wanted to throw a wrench in, so you never know. Yeah. Maybe she's the boss because she doesn't need a shirt that says the boss. She knows that she's the boss. Yeah. In the final episode, did you find out who the boss was? <laughs> I can't ever remember. Yeah, they Shyamalaned it. Did you see yeah. that Community episode where there's the Who's the Boss class that uh, Abed goes to? Uh, like, who's I've the boss? That. He's like Angela. She's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> she, she hired Tony. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Um, Alex Karras sporting a great mustache there. Yeah. All right. So uh, these, yeah. So uh, George Papadopoulos is a former football player. Yeah. uh, Living with his wife. They adopt, or no, they are the foster parents because of, what are they? The the godparents, I guess, because Webster's parents die. Is that how it works out? Yeah. And so they are thrust into parenthood. With a precocious young boy. Yeah. Uh, Tony is a single father of uh, Samantha. And uh, he, uh, I don't know, he tried to be a baseball player. It didn't work out. So now he's a drives around in a van. Now he's a maid. <laughs> and now he's a maid. And he works for uh, Angela, who has a son, a son Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, and and mother, a mother, Mona. 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 And Mona uh, loves Dick. Yeah. She's the horniest old woman. I've ever seen it in a TV show, and yeah. I've seen Golden Girls. I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. I was yeah. just picturing those two scissors. <laughs> hey, oh, <clears throat> come on. Yeah, Mona. I'm just going to say it. Mona. Uh, so, yeah, uh, he cleans the house uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know, learns how to be a parent, and they eventually fall in love. Uh, 
Did him, they? Him and Angela, they yeah. totally fall in love eventually. Did they? No, oh, totally. I thought it was always. I thought that that show was like the the constant will they or won't they? No, no, much they make, like a Brenna Brandon yeah. situation, right? <laughs> <laughs> Classic uh, Brenda Brandon yeah. action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, so what? What's the weapon again? Tony has. Tony has the spear with a blade on the end, and Papadopoulos yeah. has a, a whistle. whistle. A whistle, yeah. man. So age wise, Papadopoulos is older because he's yeah. a, he's a retired football player. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tony's still fairly young. Tony's but probably he's in a, better he's shape. He's a big, stocky fella. Yeah, Papadopoulos. Yeah. Oh yeah, Alex he's got Karras, the weight behind him. Alex mm-hmm. Karras, the, the actor who plays uh, Papadopoulos, he played for the Detroit Lions uh, in the NFL and was known as one of the dirtiest and most aggressive players of all time. Right. He's a big, big guy. Right. And, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. That's the real guy. It's, I have trouble separating the, yeah. <laughs> the dirty football player from the charming TV dad. I have I have <clears> trouble <throat> separating him and Susan Clark, who it was his wife in real life as well, Yeah, uh, from their characters in Porky's. But right. that's, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Uh, okay. So, uh, so I feel like Tony's in better shape, but Papadopoulos Tony, yeah, Tony's has in shape. He's him. a baseball player. He still plays baseball in his spare time, and he's you know I don't know. Yeah. He's clearly in shape on the show. He plays baseball in in the uh, opening sequence of every single episode. Yeah. Every episode, sliding in. Ah, oh, so close. So who yeah. do you who he's do you lost think a dream or two? Who do you think's going uh, <laughs> going first on this? You think uh, the boss Tony's going to go for this? He's got the spear. I feel like he might sense that he has the upper hand with the spear right. if, being well, younger. Okay, if we're going if we're going on temperament, because Tony Maselli was like a, he's a pretty affable guy. Yeah, um, everybody likes Tony. So you think he's uh, maybe going to try and boss his way uh, out of this without fighting? He doesn't even know if he's the boss. <laughs> or not. <laughs> that's that's the thing. But um, okay, so he's but, got a but spear. No, like George think? Papadopoulos is. Uh, he was a bit of a gruff, kind of like, yeah. I'm, I'm a gruff football player with a yeah. heart of gold, so do you but think I'm very his, gruff. Do you yeah. think his mindset off the top is like, this is happening? I feel, like his, I, I okay. feel like his He's football a, character is, is gonna, was a football player. He's yeah. going to have yeah. that. You know, as soon as somebody says, go, you go. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. And so Tony's maybe going to have and a little bit of... And maybe he'll have the whistle in his mouth, and yeah. someone says, go, and that he startles goes, him, and it blows the whistle. But he hears the whistle, and he goes! Yeah, so he, okay, he charges at him. He's got a whistle. He's blowing a whistle. He's charging at... Tony. Yeah. And Tony's got a spear and he's going, oh shit. Yeah. What does he do? Does he stick his spear out? What's he do? Is he going to stick his spear out maybe and be like, well, I guess this is happening? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's got a good, he's used to swinging a bat. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Maybe, so, maybe that's not, what he does because I don't think he's like, he's like totally inert to, to the fact that he's just got to kill yeah. this guy. Yeah. So maybe he holds it kind of like baseball, baseball bat style. Bat, right. And then kind of like, and uses, uh, uses George Papadopoulos. Is momentum against him and kind of like smacks him off course. Right. So he's he's goes, to goes smack. fucking headlong into the uh, into the the bars. Yeah. Um, so do you, so you do. But he's got a hard head. He can take that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you think if if Tony's gonna try and bat him away as he's charging at him, yeah. he Papadopoulos doesn't have the reflexes to realize and, and grab it. Maybe or no 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 no. no. He's, okay. he's a defensive lineman. Not All a right. chance. All right. This one, <laughs> yeah, I he just, bare, he just yeah. goes barely. Plus he's retired too. So okay. He's yeah, a little yeah. rust for sure. All right. Yeah. Okay. So he gets smacked yeah. right into the bars. Yeah. Not out. Not out of the count. Not yeah, at not all. out of yeah, the yeah. count. Hard um, Look at that hair. So he Look goes, ding, whoa, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's yeah. a little spinny, but he's really angry now. We get some good saw sounds, like, like cartoons. I think Tony now is starting to realize the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. This, he's this, this guy's not going to, you know, he's a little spazy, but he's, he's going to keep boss. coming. He's yeah, still, he's too, like, yeah. 
Well, no, he now he has to make a decision. Yeah. Am, am, I, I, be the am, boss? I, the, am I the boss? Who's the boss? Angela. I would like to be the boss. <laughs> Samantha. Samantha. Tony. Tony. Oh, wait, I'm Tony. Wait, wait, uh, wait that's me. <laughs> um, so Jonathan he's got the spear. The boss. He's got a spear. <laughs> Jonathan works at the Gap now. That guy works at the Gap now, by the way. Does yeah. he? Yeah. Jonathan? Yeah. Uh, Danny Pintaro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Papadopoulos, recovering from hitting his noggin off the bars, takes him a few seconds. Tony's got a spear. Yeah. Is he going to go for another uh, Babe Ruth? Just crack him in the head with the uh, baseball bat I think style? they're going to run at each other, and he's going to do the Tony uh, opening theme patented slide. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but he's going to go low. spear pointed out, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the attack mode. All right. So he sees him like a base and just goes to slide yeah. at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a base that you would uh, shove a big spear into. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Have I been like playing baseball, baseball wrong? Because I, I bring a spear to every game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Keep, keep Isn't playing. it yeah. that knife on a spear day at the park? That no. yeah. Well, I mean, right. how, oh, no, how, it's how, tiny helmet day. How else are you gonna javel in over somebody <laughs> or whatever <laughs> when they get the in rules. your way? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So did, does he make contact and spear him when he slides? Uh, I feel like I don't. I mean, we we just described uh, Papadopoulos as not being able to sort yeah, of I feel sidestep. Like, a, yeah, it's true. His barreling motion, and I feel like because Tony's the younger man, he's in better shape. I, yeah. I feel like the edge is in his in his favor, and I think the uh, divey slidey move might work. Yeah, uh, old divey slidey. Yeah. yeah, he he, he yeah. opts out of the fifty punch. It's a move that he calls the Tony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so he he Tony's him. I right, think so. Right in the soft underbelly. Right. Um, of which there is plenty. Okay. On, yeah. uh, on or, or right uh, up on the uh, spear. So then uh, on old Papadops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, old Papadopoulos is going to pop right. open. Yeah. And uh, those <laughs> guts are going to spill openless. everywhere. But now Tony's like, how am I going to get these stains out of these whites? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Angela. Angela. Uh, I got blood stains on my face. Angela. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he slides in, and uh, this is, yeah, you know, the, the Lost a Dreamer 2 slide, and uh, spears him and just empties all of the giganticness oh. of Papadopoulos, comes running down the spear all over. Just fat just, and guts. Yeah, yeah. Just, Gross. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, due, yeah, due to the running, the impact, too, just going to eject out of him. Oh, like no. a Like a, a early Peter Jackson movie, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Like a, like a fucking fat pinata. Yeah, yeah, like the end of uh, Dead Alive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just split him in half with that. Yeah, I think that's what happens. All right. Yep. And Mona. then uh, is there a button? Yeah, he just says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just goes, Mona, Mona Angela, yeah. Samantha. <laughs> Fade out. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan. All right. I could see him going on to the second round. I'm happy with that. Tony Maselli moves on. Van and goes home. All right. Next week uh, is another exciting one. I can't wait to get to. Uh, Next week, we've got the the first appearance of Al Bundy. Yeah. Al Bundy's joining the party, and he is fighting. uh, (laughs) He's fighting Nick Russo. Mm -hmm. It was Ted Waz from Blossom. Yep. That's bizarre and awesome and weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, so yeah, let you figure it out for yourself. We'll see what happens next yeah. week when <laughs> Al Bundy fights Ted Wass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember Ted Wass's character having any specific personality. He, didn't he play piano? He was a piano player. Yeah. yeah, he was a keyboard guy. Right. He wrote jingles for like shows or commercials or something. Right. Yeah, and his yeah. son was an alcoholic. Right. No, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not that son. <laughs> no, not, not yet. Michael Stoyanov. Yeah. Whoa, mm-hmm. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Whoa, I got a problem. I got a problem in a flannel. He's oh, not uh, Travolta. But <laughs> I'm wasted. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Didn't he make a rap album or something? Oh, man. You Nothing my love can fix for you, baby. <laughs> You do that spectacularly well and yeah. very quick. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have had that on deck so bad. I had that. I <laughs> no, no. The weird thing is that is always in my mind. Yeah, it's always the forefront of my mind. Another man of can fix for you, baby. <laughs> like you got, you had it like like a gun. Yeah. Oh and my I god, did, I didn't. That just came to me. Mm. Oh man. Uh, well, if you want to hear that, you're going to want to follow us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C, mm. and you can go to twitter.com slash S-Y-N-W-P-C and oh, talk word. to us and interact with us there. Oh, yes. Yeah, or go to modernspirit.com and uh, check out all the other shows. A new do-over just went up. There's a new Faculty of Horror being edited as we speak. Mm. Should be out soon. Two turntables and a microphone. Uh, sorry, and a bottle of wine. Just, yeah. I just auto finish that. Yeah. Seriously. Um, <laughs> and uh, drink along, have a live episode, uh, lots of other stuff on yeah. there. Speaking of live episodes, Ooh. I would like to thank everyone who came out for uh, the next Simply the Best, <laughs> by which I mean Dan Gorman. I was there, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> this, uh, I think that episode of Simply the Best is going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Really funny. Some, uh, what, what, possibly my new favorite com- Toronto comedian, Todd Graham. Uh, you gotta look for him. He's so weird. He's like this weird kind of Bob Newhart esque kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like this kind of anti comedy thing that he does. It's it's something that you don't see a lot of people doing in oh, uh, gonna, in Toronto, and he does it so well. Yeah, I saw awesome. him once before. I hadn't realized, and yeah. then when I saw him, I was like, "This guy's great." He's <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. And the uh, uh, music- Dylan Gott was the uh, uh, the host uh, this time, and and uh, he, he's so funny. Yeah, and like one of the nicest guys. And you go, "Oh, this guy's way too nice to be funny." And then yeah. he gets on stage and he. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the music was fucking great. Uh, uh, suitcase Sam was uh, the final musical. Yeah, he act. was awesome. Just sat on a suitcase, played some songs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this real kind of old timey thing, but not like. Uh, not not like it's an affectation. No, like, like he, he really he comes was by funny honestly. too, but not in like his songs weren't funny. Yeah, but the way that he kind of like carried himself between songs, I, I had got some chuckles out of me. Yeah, he's yeah. got like a kazoo on a. Because, uh, yeah, but but again, it's not it's as, not goofy though. It's not like hipstery or anything. No. Like it, he kind of comes by it honestly. And I was uh, had a conversation with him uh, before the show, and uh, th- that's just what he's like. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so check that shit out. It's going to be so great. I'm going to have it up. Uh, uh, edited and up hopefully by uh, the end of next week. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we will see you next Wednesday. Oh, and okay. a goodbye, Internet. <laughs> Fuck you, Gene. <laughs> will Smith is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Five minutes of this. <laughs> And scene.
Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.